We live in a fast-paced and hectic world where it's easy to feel overwhelmed, stressed, and out of control. How do you manage all the competing pressures without losing sense of yourself? How do you stay focused enough to not only plot a path, but follow it? Welcome to Recovery Road, a show that offers inspiration, insight, and intelligence, as well as success stories from many walks of life that can show you how you can control your own destiny. Our knowledgeable and entertaining hosts and their guests give practical advice that you can use every day on your road to recovery. Now, here are your hosts, Leah Mattinson and Greg Bird. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's show. I'm so excited to have each and every one of you tuning in from wherever it is you are on this wonderful planet that we live. Uh, I'm so pleased uh, today to have on my stage Molly Mandelberg. Molly, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. Awesome. Now, if you are a coach or a holistic practitioner, or you're somebody who's kind of in the middle of making a career change, not too quite sure what to do with your special talents and gifts in this reality that we're living in, you're going to want to tune in to all of today's episode, because what Molly's going to be talking about is how to bring yourself and your gifts online in this uh, world that we're living in. And so uh, Molly has got this wonderful business called Wild Hearts Rise Up. And what a beautiful way to capture what it is that we're asking people to do every week on the master your life show, which is to look for that insight, intelligence and inspiration to really master their life. And so this is just a really great pairing. I think of what it is that our audience is always looking for and Molly that you're providing. So Molly, can you talk about wild hearts rise up and you know what your background is? Yeah. So um, I started my business uh, doing hypnotherapy. I had a a profound experience of my own life transforming with that resource. And so I decided I wanted to be able to do that for people. And while I started my business doing hypnotherapy, I started to dive into community with a lot of other spiritual, holistic coaches, healers, people who were trading in wisdom and guidance and who were out there to make a difference in the world. And as I was growing my business, I started to realize that a lot of the transformation um, that my clients were having was happening before the hypnotherapy session even started. Um, So I happen to be someone who likes to talk really fast and talk a lot. And I was getting tired of doing the induction part of hypnotherapy. So I started to realize maybe I should just go into coaching and stop doing the hypnosis process Um, because it was just kind of starting to bore me a little bit. Um, So I I started navigating what I would want to focus on as a coach, because it's really important to find a niche and to talk specifically to a certain audience of people so that people can hear that you're for them and that you can actually resonate on a deeper level rather than watering down your message for everyone to receive. Um, So I tried out a bunch of different niches and every time I would change my focus, I would just attack this business model of developing content, building out sales funnels, creating courses and programs. And after a while, I started to realize that I had a real passion for that. I had a passion for the content creation, for the wordsmithing, for the systemization to make it easy for someone to come into our world and get to know us and like us and trust us. And, um, the other niches weren't really panning out. I was trying to help people find their purpose and nobody wanted to pay me for that. And I was trying to help people with um, their relationships and it just didn't feel aligned. And finally I had this sort of 
knockdown drag out moment with a friend of mine. And I was like, you know what, Karen, like, I need you to tell me what I'm good at. I can't see my own strengths myself. Like, tell me what the world needs for me so I can just focus on that. And she was like, that's what we need from you. We need the content creation. We need help with the technology. You have a knack for that. And the words that came out of my mouth were, no one's going to pay me for that. That's the fun part. And if you ever hear yourself saying that, please listen closely to what you're talking about, because that might be your genius. That might be your expertise that you've overlooked because it comes naturally to you. And so I had the opportunity the following day after that conversation to give a speech to a room full of people. I decided to change my niche overnight, rewrite my entire speech, make an offer for that as a service, helping people to develop their one-on-one practice into a broader message, into broadcasting their work with more technology and email marketing and <clears throat> social media presence and course building and creation and stuff like that. And three people said yes. And for that moment in time, three yeses was a huge breakthrough for me. And those three yeses led to packages and those packages led to this new focus of my business just taking off. And it's been many, many years since then. And it's just grown and grown and evolved. Um, and it's evolved to include more of my own magic too, because I didn't put away the spiritual side of my business, that connection to source and consciousness when I switched over to doing this technical stuff. Um, so it's been beautiful to have this synthesis come back in of bridging that world of the holistic mind, the heart centered leader and how to actually put these systems together. Yeah. And I love that your friend, Karen was the one who said, Hey, like, and that you were willing to actually engage in that conversation. I think that's one of the first things um, that I find with, with clients along the way is that they'll have a difficult time just going, asking for help is kind of the first thing. So we are very stubborn a lot of times and that gets in our way, you know, and we, and we've also been told you'll figure it out. I think we hear that a lot in our lives. You'll figure it out. It's okay. You'll figure it out. But sometimes you really do really need some help uh, along the way to ascertain what it is that you do. Well, the other thing I say with deep appreciation is that as a businesswoman, an entrepreneur for over 30 years now, I can tell you that those skills that you're talking about building, when you have uh, the business idea, niching it down, trying to get it online, trying to get your social media done, trying to make it organized. It all sounds so easy when you say it fast, but for many of us, it was an absolute, you know, like the challenge of getting it done. But now technology has changed so much um, that things are, you know, so much easier. And I think give credit where credit is due to the younger generation who has actually created tools that make more intuitive sense to use, but still saying, that as a 50 something year old uh, businesswoman slash entrepreneur grandmother of three, I don't want to spend all my time doing that, doing that stuff yeah. anymore. You know, I've spent the last t- 10 years on Facebook or more. I'm Facebook fatigued. And so when I met you, Molly, I just went, oh, breath of fresh air, <laughs> somebody who can do all this stuff. And so that's an age and stage thing too. I think, you know, depending on where you, where you are um, at audience listening, you know, depending on your age too, you might go, oh, this totally resonates for me because I've been bashing my head against the wall trying to figure out what to do and also this little um, the desire that we have you know we're trying to kindle the flame of what do we really desire to bring joy to our hearts and into our life and I love that about just the name of your business um, 
you know, Wild Hearts Rise Up. So if anyone wants to check that out, you can find her at Wild Hearts uh, Rise Up. You can find Molly also on the masteryourlife.ca website uh, because I love her work so much. We're going to work together. And so this is a long-term relationship that, that we're talking about. And I'm just, again, so incredibly excited to bring you to my audience. You're my first business offering. Uh, yes, on, uh, it is fabulous because I just went, you're, you're the total package. You're somebody who's, can you talk to the audience a little bit too about um, your lifestyle? Because I think people would be really curious and interested in that. It's fun and different. So, yeah. So when I started my business, I was uh, seeing clients in an office and that was a real big shift for me because I had already been nomadic for eight or nine years at that point. Mm -hmm. And by nomadic, I mean, I would stay put for a month or two in one place and maybe work a job and make some money and then keep traveling. Mm -hmm. Um, and so working in an office and feeling like I was rooted somewhere in order to make a living was really stifling for me. And it was not my dream. And I started to recognize that dissonance early on and was like, something needs to change. So it was actually part of my motivation to get good at these online systems was to be able to work from anywhere. And so as my business took off and I thought, OK, Molly, now you get to live wherever you want. It's finally time to choose your city, figure out where you want to be. And that rebel part of me just said, you know what? No, I still don't want to pick. I want to live everywhere. I have loved ones all over the country. I have friends all over the world and I wanted to stay nomadic. So I decided to buy a Mercedes Sprinter van. I have a 2013 Mercedes Sprinter 3500 and I converted it over the past few years, um, slowly but surely into a beautiful little apartment on wheels or a tiny home. And I get to travel in that and run my six figure business from the road full time. Yeah. What a rush. So much fun. Yeah. So much fun. And I think the other, the, the way that that can translate to other people is maybe you're not living a nomadic life, but right now, maybe the requirements of life have changed. I was thinking about um, the last few years where I've been helping with family members that have not been in very good health, for example, and you're not the ability and freedom to go to a regular nine to five job, even if you really were dying to do that. Um, has or could have changed in, in people's lives in this last 12 months or so with people not also wanting to put their loved ones in long-term care for a wide variety of reasons. And so a lot of people are staying home and trying to do business from home. And we were laughing, you know, this is eight, about 18 months into the shenanigan fest here. And part, so many people have not been able to um, translate their life that they had prior to COVID and this life that they're living now. And so what I see as your gifts is that you've been living so long on the road doing this nomadically, you really do have it system dialed in for people who could be struggling with lots of changes, you know, kids in the home now, um, taking care of loved ones that maybe aren't in that great health, don't have the time to kind of muck about with trying to figure out all those moving parts. Um, of, and because you're distracted when you're dealing with other people's health stuff or you're trying to teach other people, your time just went from sitting at the office at your desk nine to five to you've got 3.5 seconds between when the two-year-old wants a, you know, peanut butter sandwich and, you know, when grandpa needs some help getting whatever done. And so this is, you know, a part of that translation of skills, I think, um, that would be really meaningful to people, whether they're living in a nomadic experience or they're living 
the reality of all of these huge upheavals in their life. Uh, so Molly, talk about your um, primary kind of big program and where you see people um, coming in, how you benefit helping them and wild hearts ri- rise up. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to address one thing you brought up, which is so true that now people are recognizing we can work from home. It's more like more people are working remotely than ever before. Mm-hmm. And I think those of us who are entrepreneurs and who are going into business, it's so easy to get sidetracked at home and to lose track of the projects that we want to be putting in place and to even imagine posting on social media today, much less making a system for how you're going to post on social media moving forward in the future, that it's more important than ever to create those systems and to create some sort of a like plan of attack for yourself so that you can spend more time with your family so that you can be more present for that peanut butter sandwich and that two two year old because without systems in place it's like we're always caught behind the eight ball trying to catch up trying to show up trying to broadcast our message in the first place and with a few systems in place some of that can be just happening in the background like i For example, my life is nomadic, so I take a lot of time off to go be in the desert for a few weeks or go to Burning Man for a few weeks or fly to Europe when it's not COVID times to go on a writing retreat with my mother. And that is only possible because of the systems that I've put in place for my business. So some of my programs are helping people put those systems in place. Um, The big one, uh, my six-month course is called Magnetic Influencer Collective, and that is a six-month deep dive into both magic and marketing. So there's two things going on when we're sharing our businesses. There's the marketing of how do I actually go live or write an email to my list or set up my email list in the first place or build my email list or create a course or a program. There's that side of it, the actual marketing. The other side, which I call magic, is the parts of ourselves where we're allowing ourselves to be found in the first place. Because I don't know if you've ever met one of those people who could walk into a room and no one sees them come in. But there's a lot of us who have an invisibility cloak capacity and that does not serve our businesses. So if we're going out saying, hey, I'm open for business, but we've still got that invisibility cloak on, it's really hard for our clients to find us. It's really hard for us to make any money and actually make that project lucrative at all. So part of the magic is getting willing to be visible and unpacking all those limitations and those limiting beliefs and all those programming um, inside of us that says we need to stay small. We need to stay stuck. We need to stay like part of the mass and not get bigger or go beyond everyone we know. But the truth is, everyone you know would benefit from you going bigger and beyond them. So part of Magnetic Influencer Collective is that inner work, that inner wiring to give yourself permission to go big and magnetize your people to you so that you can lead a movement, not just share a message. I love it. I love it. Okay, everyone get out your paper and pen because you know that's what I insist on in this podcast. (laughs) Make notes, everybody, because this is important. Um, what would be something that would be a fun little exercise that you could give the audience um, to get them to think about just exactly what we're talking about and maybe to consider or contemplate how moving themselves forward in their business would help not only them. I think this is where people get a little bit confused as they feel like it's um, 
They can feel like it is, who am I to stand in front of other people and tell them anything? You know, that's sort of the little person. Um, and nobody wants to hear anything I have to say. Do you have something that people can do as a little homework exercise? Yeah, absolutely. Great. First off, I want to just address who am I to do this? Because in my interesting point of view, mm-hmm. If you are being tapped on the shoulder to do anything in life, if you are being struck with an idea, who are you not to? Who are you to deny that call? Who are you to put that idea that's been blessed in your mind and heart and like force it away from you and not take action on it? Um, There's a, I wrote a blog post called the tall poppy syndrome. It's also a podcast episode, I believe, but um it's about being willing to go beyond everyone else. We have this like DNA cellular memory programming that says, don't go beyond your community because of course, historically, if you were separate from your community, there were saber toothed tigers. You were going to get picked off easier than if you were with the mass of the community of the village. Um, So it made sense in hindsight and I don't think it reads true anymore. So just that being said, but yes, as an exercise, the first thing to think, I would ask people to ask themselves is what is your biggest challenge when it comes to showing up and sharing your message? Is it that inner critic telling you not to? Is it actually something more strategic of like, I just don't know where to start. The The first thing is to just bring awareness to what is the block? Because not everybody's going to have the same story there. So what is the block for you? What is the biggest challenge? And then do you have a resource for that right now? Do you have a support system? One of the biggest things that I think kept me in business, two things. One was being willing to invest in myself and get mentorship, get support, Mm -hmm. actually study my butt off to learn the things I needed to learn. Mm -hmm. And the other one was to be immersed in community and to be around other people who believed that not only that this crazy dream of entrepreneurship was possible, but who are willing to see that in me before I could even see it in myself. So what resources do you have available right now? Do you need to find a community? Do you need to find a mentor? Is there a skill that you're ready to attack and learn so that you can get to where you want to go? Because it's really easy to say, oh, I want this dream and then never take action. And especially if you have a day job already, it's like, I have this dream, I have this dream, I have this dream, but I got to show up to work and make my money that way. And that's great. I think it's beautiful to become an entrepreneur while you still have a day job, because that's actually an amazing way to fund the learning that you need to Mm -hmm. do, the exploration that you need to do. Um, But those would be the first two things to just start thinking about and journaling on. And if you already know who you want to be your mentor, what are the steps to move towards that? What are the energetic ways you could line up with that happening for you sooner than later? Um, It could be even just messaging that person. Hey, I just want to let you know someday I'm taking your course or, Hey, I just want to let you know someday I'm going to join your community or I'm going to show up to your event. And I just wanted to let you know that I'm putting that on my docket for life. That's happening for me even if it's years down the road, um, putting your stake in the ground for what you want to create and how you want to evolve and what you want to step into is a huge step. So the third thing I would invite people to write down is what's your vision? What do you actually want to see actualize? What are you manifesting? What are you creating? And from there, it becomes easier to see what the steps might be to get from here to there. If we just say, oh, I want to start a business someday and we haven't put any thought into what would I look like as a business owner? How would that be? Do I want to be on stage? Do I want to be in a like 
studio making things like what are the pieces of that that turn you on and light you up and then the action plan to get there becomes a little easier yeah. And it's so much fun. It's so much fun to, to do these activities. I remember when you said, it's like, who am I to do the, who am I to do this job? It was like uh, six years ago, I was uh, executive coaching. So really great gig doing executive coaching, lots of fun. And, and uh, my grandson, my oldest grandson had just been born spending lots of time, you know, being a grandmother, just enjoying the heck out of that. And then uh, I'd taken a spiritual direction course from somebody who I really um, admired at the time and thought, Oh, I just uh, really, really enjoyed the course, but it I was not meant to become a spiritual director. Like it just wasn't for me. And so I'm sitting there meditating slash praying going, what should I do? What should I do? And literally the phone rang and it was a guy from voice America calling to ask me if I had ever considered doing a radio show. I'm like, what? No, <laughs> I still laugh about it. Cause it was so funny. It took, just caught me so off guard. Right. So then I'm like looking at the phone and going, that can't be real. It's gotta be totally a fake thing. But it was, he was like, no, really. I looked at your website, which wasn't that awesome by the way, but he goes, I looked at your website and went, wow, you have content for two years of shows. I'm like, really? What would I talk about? So to the playing small, right? It was like, well, what the heck would I talk about really? Um, but yeah, he's like, no, no, you would have you would have two years worth of shows. I'm like, holy, really? Yeah. And so I said, oh, okay. Well then, sure. Why not? Why not? And then as the, the why not happened, then I went, okay, now what's the real deal? I got to buy a microphone. I got to be on live. And oh my gosh, I'm just going to sweat and better get the deodorant out. <laughs> just all the, right, the fun things of going, this is really what it's like to, to be a podcaster or to broadcast, as you say, to broadcast your message. Um, and I would have... I would have never said 10 years ago that I would have a podcast that's been on for however long now and, you know, has a kajillion listeners would have never crossed my mind um, because that was not the, the big goal. It was just having a voice and broadcasting was the first goal. Yeah. The baby steps. So uh, thank you for that. Remembering Molly. And I'm sure a lot of people have memories of times when they've been nudged by the universe to do something and they've yeah. gone, what? I don't but know. You were also willing to say, no, I never thought of that, but that feels light. That sounds fun. Okay. I'll try it. I guess that would be fun. But I also want to highlight what was happening there, which was a willingness to ask the universe. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know everybody. There's a lot of people listening to the show. You can believe whatever you want to believe, pray to whoever you want to pray to. But yes. when you're willing to ask for what you want, the power of that question, the universe or whoever will show up to answer it for you. And sitting quietly to get a response is like such a powerful practice. Mm -hmm. Yes. And expecting it, expecting good things to come, I think is the other one that uh, has really uh, paid off well for me in my life is I expect for things that are good to come to me yeah. and they do. And sometimes things come to me that are a surprise and delight, but you know, you go, mm, that was not what I expected, but that's all part of kind of the, the journey. So part of the, mm -hmm. yeah, sometimes what you don't expect and what might look like something bad or wrong is still that universe answering your question somehow. Like I got rear-ended in my friend's car a couple of weeks ago. And my first thought was, oh shoot, is this how I'm paying for my taxes? Oh. <laughs> Is this the answer to that question? Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. Oh, so shoot. we ask for our messages to be gentle <laughs> and non-invasive. And we get better at asking them. One yeah. of the things I think that helps us do that is having a great community of support around us and wonderful mentors. And uh, so to your point, 
prior is this, who is it that you're thinking about mentoring you is really important because when you don't have mentors of some kind, whatever it is that you're doing to fill your time, it ends up being your mentorship. So a lot of my friends would go, well, how in the world are you doing all of this stuff? And I go, well, I'm not watching Survivor. <laughs> There's lots of things I'm not doing that I'm totally okay with. Yeah. Um, but they couldn't get how I could find the time uh, to, you know, do a business and do coaching and be, you know, parenting and grandparenting, all that. But it literally, because I was so unplugged from all the other stuff, because that I found was really robbing me of my joy, those kinds of, you know, kind of mainstream activities. What's your your strategies kind of meant, Molly. Oh yeah. I am ruthless with curating my time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I, I s- focus very heavily on curating the content that I digest. Um, I've spent many months while I'm present on social media and I post often. Um, I try, I I often give myself a rule of no scrolling. I'm there to show up and contribute and I will respond to comments and things like that, but I don't scroll my feed and spend hours just wasting my life away on social media um, because I found it wasn't contributing to me enough to make it worth my time. And yeah, I, I rarely watch television. Um, I try, I try not to watch television because there's so many other things I want to be creating and making. I tend to hit my stride in my workday around 3 PM. So it's not uncommon for me to be like cranking away on content at 10 PM before I go to sleep. Um, But yeah, I I read a lot and I spend a lot of time traveling, which really nourishes my soul. So um, I think getting two things met one is what are you inputting? so that you can feel grounded and centered and like aligned and feel inspired and encouraged to move forward. What kind of books are you reading? What kind of stuff are you taking in? And also like, how are you grounding yourself? How are you staying in your body? Are you exercising? Are you meditating? Are you drinking enough water? Are you sleeping enough hours in the day? Those are two things that I focus really heavily on is how am I taking care of my mental health and how am I nurturing my like creativity and my inspiration? Mm-hmm. And relationships, I think, too, are so that's so important, yeah. um, especially in this time of the shenanigan of just making sure that you have uh, good relationships, again, to, your, to our mental health, our, our physical health. We as human beings need that stuff. And again, to why it's so important to figure out who your collective is. Mm-hmm. And so you can actually dip your toe into a lot of spots. And then go, oh, this feels good. This is for me. And you can dip your toe into other spots and go, hmm, you know what? I tried that out, but it really isn't for me. And one of the things I think we end up doing sometimes is we dip our toe into something we don't like that much. And then we stay there because we feel some sort of bizarre sense of loyalty. Do you have like any, have you got any stories about that or insights for people about that? Things to think about? I mean, definitely. I forget what thought leader says it, but that the five closest people to you in your life are impacting your reality. And I try to keep that in mind. And, you know, being on the road, a lot of the times it's just me and my dog and I get to choose who I call and connect with to have that impact on my life or who I listen to on podcasts that have that influence on me. Um, But yeah, certain relationships are draining. And I think it's important to moderate how much time we spend with people who don't lift us up or inspire us or encourage us. I think it's important for a while. I thought 
we should cut those people out who don't light us up. But I think it's important that we keep connected to them as we grow and expand and evolve and self-actualize because it's a gift to those people to be connected to us as we're choosing that kind of growth. Um, so yes, I think it's important to focus on the relationships that lift you up. And if you don't have those to go and find those, there's so many amazing resources to meet people nowadays. There's Facebook groups, there's meetup.com. There's like asking a friend who inspires you, who do you hang out with and go to coffee with them. Um, but yeah, I also think it's important not to cut relationships completely out of our lives, unless, of course, those are such toxic and unhealthy things that they need to be cut. But it's mm -hmm. a gift to let those people who maybe complain all the time and are triggered a lot, but you love them, to let them still be a part of your life as you grow and evolve and step into something bigger so that they can see that more is possible for them, too. Yeah, I love that. And also, exactly, it's like we're all evolving. So just you may have had a realization that you've outgrown something, but realize that that person's growing as well. Yeah. And that they may come back into your life in some other way or formula or formulation that you never imagined. Um, if you just kind of keep the keep the home fires burning a little bit, you just never know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a challenge not to succumb to that, like going home and seeing your friends from growing up or from your youth or whatever, mm -hmm. and falling into the same patterns with them. It's a challenge not to just like reprogram back to your old self, but it's worth doing. And I think people who get triggered by the new you are also still receiving the magic of who you've become. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we're so powerful. We're such powerful creators. Again, that's why I love this, the wild hearts rise up um, theme. About 20 years ago, I lost 100 pounds and kept it off, have kept it off. And people go, oh, Mo, how'd you do that? And I said, well, it's not, it shouldn't be, I, I shouldn't be a unicorn. It should be something that everyone can do. Once you realize what's causing the thing in your life that isn't making you happy, you should be able to do some things to um, permanently dis disentangle yourself from those things. And when I went for my 30th high school reunion, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> it's like, that was like, people are like, holy moly, you're, you're, you're the one who's changed the most um, from the time of graduation. And so again, not because I'm a unicorn, I share those stories. I share because everyone has those capacities within them. But I was really conscious of choosing really excellent mentors and involving myself just like you in paying a lot, you know, paying for training, spending time with people who are bigger thinkers than me and who were getting the results that I wanted in ways that I could see were tangible. And uh, that that was so inspirational to me. And they helped me, uh, encourage me. They didn't flog me and go, oh, you're doing a bad job. And, you know, you dropped the ball on that. It was constant total preeminent encouragement uh, where you develop the soul of somebody who really is that warrior for yourself and showing up all the time in your best um, skin and in your best energy from the time that you open your eyes in the morning till the time that you go to bed at night, uh, which uh, when you're by yourself solo is a very interesting thing to, to try to do, but uh, you can do it. It can be done also, but as you're evolving, um, it's really important to have good groups around you. Again, that's why I was so excited have you on the show, Molly, you do this other thing called the, um, a magic, which is the magnetic influencer collective. Can you talk a little bit more about that? 
Oh, you're, you're muted. Yeah, that's the magic and marketing one that I was talking about before. Um, but I do have other communities and groups that sort of mix that stuff together. I have something called the copywriting cohort, which oh. alternates between like a strategy-based call where we're learning how to copyright something strategic for our business, like writing hot emails or video scripts or um, speaker one sheets or something like that. And then the other call is about inner work and how to get out of our own way so that we can show up powerfully in our businesses. And the copywriting cohort is really a writing exercise process, um, which can be a really fun way to both be in community and to start doing that inner work of looking at who we are and how we want to show up and mastering those skills. Yeah. And cool because you can then uh, keep yourself accountable in a group setting. So that whole timeline thing, I think gets away from those of us who are writers or creators and all of these bring, bringing home that context of we're going to sit in a chair for an hour or two and we're going to get some stuff done together is really empowering. Oh yeah. See the finished product. <laughs> you know? So when people come to you um, for help, what would you say has been the biggest theme in the last 18 months? Yeah. I mean, most of the people who have come to me since this shenanigans, I like how you call it that. Shenaniganifest. Shenaniganifest. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's that, it's that same thing of like, I now know I must show up online. I now know that I must share my message to a wider audience that people are looking for me online and I want to be present for them with resources and let's set it up. Let's put the pieces of the puzzle together. A lot of my clients come to me when they've been working one-on-one with clients for a while and they're finally ready to get off that, what I call the time for money merry-go-round where you're trading time for dollars all the time, single sessions with single clients. And they're ready to move into that group or home study course situation where just more people can receive you with less of your time spent actively teaching or coaching or facilitating. Can you show us, can you share a specific uh, client's story? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I have, uh, let's think. One of my clients is an image consultant and she was ready to finally take what she does in groups live and put it into an online platform. Um, So we created the membership program Um, online portal where people could purchase the course and actually go in and start receiving the trainings. And that allowed her to reach more people and start selling that instead of just being able to sell her big package. Now, if she had a consult where somebody couldn't afford the big package, she could let them come into her world through this smaller course or program. Um, One of my favorite examples is actually my own mom, who I've been trying to get to teach online forever. We finally got that done this year. Um, She has been teaching screenwriting for dozens of years. She is a wildly successful writer and she's been teaching her screenwriting class in person in Portland, Oregon. So only people who were local could come and take it where she used to teach the same class at UCLA film school Hmm. in, um, in Los Angeles. Mom. Yeah. It's like, mom, this has got to be online. People need to be able to receive this. So I finally talked her into that and we finally got to do her class online and people were tuning in from all over the country. And that was so satisfying for me to get to see that and also so fun to finally get my mom's class recorded so while that's kind of silly to share a client success story that's your mother but that was one of my favorite ones that happened this year no Um, I think that's wonderful I think it's wonderful and I love this um People need to be able to receive this. Like when you're thinking about yourself and what is it that I would bring forward? It's like people need to receive this. And if you've been 
hiding under a rock somewhere, or you've been busy momming or being a, you know, whatever it is that you've been busy doing. Molly can help you actually take that, whatever it is, that's a coachable thing that you do and teach it to other people. And then they can receive. One of the fun things I've seen is cooking. Like somebody who is a good cook and they've got really great family recipes and they'll go, like they're just teaching their family how to do the family recipe. And you're going, man, I just wanna learn how to make your mom's tortillere. Could we do that? Yeah, yeah, sure. But I do, you know, 10 classes later, you know, everyone weighs 500 pounds because you're eating, no, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But there's a way of bringing these um, gifts and talents online where you can share not with one, but with many. So it can be many types of different. Exactly. And if you set it up properly, it can be building your email list, which means that even if you're not ready to sell something right now, you're able to cultivate a connection with that audience on a larger scale. One of my clients is a hypnotherapist and she was like, I just want to help people like process what's going on right now as soon as this all started. And so she started doing a free call. It was like twice a month or once a month or maybe even weekly. I don't remember, but I was like, okay, let's set this up the right way. She was doubling her email list every few weeks there at the beginning of quarantine because people were really needing this resource and people were so ready to show up online and receive this kind of uh, uh, process, this kind of support. And then it was like, okay, now let's just package the recordings of all those and boom, you've got a product to sell. You don't have to create anything new. You've just made all these beautiful hypno recordings. Now you've got a product to sell. And that whole process feels really hard and confusing for people who don't understand technology or who don't know how to use their email list yet. And once you get that down, then you can just start popping out products right and left. It can be so much easier for money flows to come in. One of the things I like to encourage my clients to do is pay attention to where you allow money to come to you. How many streams are there? Are you focusing on all your energy on this one-on-one relationship being your only source of income? Or are you ready to diversify how many streams are possible? Because when you're asking the universe, hey, send me more money or you know, please bring more abundance into my life. I'm ready for prosperity, however you're phrasing it, that the more channels you have open, the more pathways that magic can occur through. So we want to diversify that. We want to make it easier for people to come in. And like I said before, if people are coming in and they're only able to say yes to you at a thousands of dollars level, what about the people who just can't get there yet and who still want your support? Is there a ground floor level that they can get in? And how many lily pads are we going to put in place so that people can get across that pond of getting to know, like, and trust you until they're ready for that bigger package or that bigger investment? And that's what I help people set up is how many of those lily pads can we make and put together? So it's really easy for someone to come in the door, get to know you, slowly warm up to spending money on your support until they're your raving fan in your biggest program. Yeah, so you're doing this incredibly high-level business coaching. Where do people come in? Um, let's say that they have lots of things that they're good at, and they really are like you, where you, you know, when you started your journey, and you're doing all of this stuff and throwing basically, you know, throwing spaghetti at the wall, and you really haven't got it dialed in, but you kind of know what you like. Um, how do they enter working with you, or is it? Do they enter in a group space, or how does that work? Yeah, so there's lots of ways to enter with me, like. I- 
this is one thing I'm passionate about is making those doorways prevalent. Um, one of the most fun ways to get started in just getting to know me and seeing if we're a match is through a quiz I created called the Thought Leader Quiz, which will tell you what level of thought leadership you're at. So if you are someone who trades in wisdom and guidance, you can find the quiz. I'm sure we'll give you the link to it, wildheartsraiseup.com slash quiz. And that will give you a sort of guideline of like, here's where you at you you are in the expansion of your business right now. And here's my best insights to help you get to the next level. And that is like a 16 page beautiful PDF that people can interact with, get a little tarot magic in there. Um, and that gives you some insights. And that will then lead you to um, the copywriting cohort, which is the lowest cost way to start being in my world and getting some of this strategy and business um, act human in addition to the inner work and the alignment um yeah so those are sort of the ground level ways that people come and engage with me and then of course i've got home study courses of all kinds to help people build their email list to help people build a quiz if they want to use that for their uh, lead magnet or to start building courses and programs and things like that yeah. And this can't be underemphasized, I think, Molly, because um, when you say the ground level way of getting in with you, it's, you know, the Dallas philosophy that the single that the journey of a thousand miles starts with this first step. Yeah. And so when you're taking that first step, if you're off in a really wild direction, you can find yourself 10 years later going, holy man, where the hell, have, where have I been for the last 10 years? And I, a lot of us who are a little bit more mature say that we'll go, wow, I, I would have started this, you know, five years ago or seven years ago or 10 years ago for some people, 20, 30 years ago, th that they would have had a much more satisfying life. And so the ground level or the beginning steps or the beginning stages are so incredibly important who you decide to work with. Um, I use this analogy also for people who understand carpentry. And it's like, you know, <laughs> if you're building a house and you make that first cut and it's of wood and it's a 16th of an inch out on the first cut, your entire house is going to be out by about two feet by the time you're finished building it. And so again, it's like just bringing back in the real importance of um, just how precious we are individually as people, how much reverence we should have for ourselves in our lives and that to be playful and fun is important, but also to realize we really here are here on a divine journey and that that first step um, when you're taking it with somebody who understands the spiritual aspect can actually help you to dial into what your, uh, your, your purpose is here right now in this universe. And, and so you do end up making decisions that are maybe a little bit more fleshed out because you've actually had the expertise and wisdom of somebody who can help you to um, unearth those things that maybe are lying dormant or maybe are kind of at the surface, but you've been afraid to talk about with anybody else because of the million reasons, you know, either ridicule or you think you're not going to um, be supported, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on and on. But that's why these first steps are so incredibly um, important. And I think that's so cool that you've done this quiz because what a fun and inobtrusive way of helping people to actually get those first inklings of, wow, you mean I could actually be doing, you know, X, Y, Z here. I just think it's brilliant. So I want to encourage everybody, um, to go to wild hearts, um, rise up, 
dot com. Yeah. Quiz and look that up or you can find Molly on masteryourlife.ca as well. Where, you know, she's going to have all of her great stuff there as well uh, and start there. And the other thing I want to encourage you to do so much fun as well to share these things with other people, because I'm sure you've got somebody in your life, just like your beautiful friend at the beginning of all of your journey who said, hey, you know, here's what you're really good at. Yeah. Um, but you can direct people to taking this quiz as well and yeah. that that might help them to figure out what it is that they're trying to do in order to master their life or, you know, get their wild heart to rise up. Uh, have you seen a lot of people who, well, we've got about uh, six or seven minutes left here, Molly. I want to talk about the struggles that people are having um, emotionally and how you've seen people transition from emotional struggle to blossoming. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's what I used to have was the myth that you have to break down to break through and -hmm. that you have to hit rock bottom in order to get to your next level or your next iteration or evolution or whatever. And I think that as we evolve as a species, I, I think less and less that it has to be a total failure in order to get to the other side, in order to get to more bliss, more joy, more orgasmic states of living, more... Mm -hmm like clarity and power and potency and empowerment. Um, and that it's important to be with whatever comes up. And it's also important to not s- set up camp there, so to speak, right. and be willing to move through it, be present with what's coming up for you and be willing to see the other side and allow yourself to learn what that is coming up for, for you. I tend to be a silver linings person almost to a fault sometimes, but I believe there's a lesson in everything. And in being a writer, I've looked back at my life enough to see how every heartache and upset led to a like wild expansion and beauty unfolding in my life and that I wouldn't have gotten there if it weren't for that heartbreak or that grief or that trauma. And so I feel like I've gotten that as a gift as a writer, being able to unpack my life in such a way that I have a total knowing and a total trust that the hardships we face are for a reason. And I know that sounds trite, but I really believe that it's true that what you're going through is the fire that will shape you into who you are meant to become. And so keep going. The darkness is a tunnel, not a cave. The light is on the other side of it. Just keep going. Don't give up. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And it's not trite. And this is a shameless plug for my book, Silver Linings. Since you mentioned Silver Linings, it's like Molly doesn't have, Molly doesn't know any of that. (laughs) All part of the collective consciousness. That's right. Yes. So I do, I do have a book called Silver Linings. Yes. People can find that on Master Your Life or Write Your Own, which is also. I will have a book coming out soon. I wrote a book last year and I'm getting it published. Wonderful. Good, good for you. And whatever the, whatever is speaking to your heart as a person is what uh, you should follow. So writing a book is, it's a fun thing. It's not necessarily for everybody. Um, And I think again, that's part of what having a really excellent business coach can help you to realize you don't need to do everything that everybody else has done. And that this is a time of a real upliftment in authenticity and genuineness and consciousness. So I love that you say that about you don't need to go through the total pits of hell in order to, you know, and fall down and break down in order to actually have these um, really beautifully refined, refining moments. Uh, And that 
I, I, I also love this, um, like the sensitivity that people are sort of experiencing now where they recognize an emotion and instead of pushing it down, they actually use that emotion as the catalyst for the thing that they need to mm. take care of, love uh, that. Which, which is very different than what we, you know, did just a couple years ago. So we yeah. are, we are growing and that's exciting. And, and even more important that people then recognize that it's a very natural evolution for mankind, womankind, whatever, to human beings, humankind, wherever you are in that cosmogenesis, to feel this um, pressure in your heart that you want to bring forth your things, that tension, that nice, comfortable, juicy tension that's there that we've been suppressing for a very long time, but more and more people are talking about these things because that's actually the feeling that people are having. And the thoughts that people are having are, are changing very rapidly. And yeah. so this group that you have started the wild hearts rise up and, and the rest of your offerings really are uh, like a landing pad for people to come in. And, and again, it's like test the waters and see where you feel uh, you belong. Also, you've worked with a lot of worldwide mentors. So if somebody doesn't fit, I bet you have examples. Absolutely. I have tons yes. of tools to refer them to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I also just want to say if people are here and they already know that they want to work together one-on-one -on -one and get support that you can go to the masteryourlife.ca website to find a link to book a session because I'd love to support you individually as well you know i don't have a ton of spots on my calendar for that but there are spaces available each month so wonderful thank you so much molly and everyone what's really exciting too is that she can teach you not have to be on social media all the time yeah and you can take some vacation days you can yes. take that vacation that you've been dreaming of for three weeks at a time so it doesn't just have to be fantasy anymore my friends molly thank you so much for being my guest today it's been an absolute delight can't wait to have you on again if you're game yes thank you so much for having me and thank you everyone for listening and being podcast listeners out in the world i love that yeah, we love you all. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Love yourselves, love each other, mind your minds. That's all for us. Bye for now. Thank you for being a part of our program today. Master Your Life is a presentation of Leah Mattinson Enterprises, Inc. Join us next time on Master Your Life, helping you to discover the very best of you.